0: Hey, Vermont Untapped listeners, it's been a while. We're busy working on new episodes to bring you in the new year, but right now it's election season. As we count down the days, we thought we'd re release some classic Vermont Folklife content and share our 2004 series, Under the Golden Dome the stories behind Vermont's citizen legislature. In 2004, the Snelling Center for Government commissioned Vermont Folklife to interview 35 former legislators. Vermont Folklife founder Jane C. Beck, along with audio editor and musician Bob Merrill, worked together to create this 10-part radio series. It allows a rare, very human view of our legislature and its workings over the prior 50-plus years. The series demonstrates that within our statehouse, the only constant has been change. Yet under the Golden Dome, a unique citizen legislature, where anyone can serve, continues to thrive. Funding for radio production was provided by the Vermont Community Foundation and the Wyndham Foundation. We'll be releasing the full series over the next week to accompany you during the countdown to Election Day on November 8, 2022. We urge everyone to vote. You can learn more about this series and listen to more episodes of Vermont Untapped at www.vtfolklife.org/untapped
1: We were just thrown together first, philosophically, and we were all of different uh, parties. But our philosophy was the same. And of course, we were thrown together socially because we were the only young people. And in those days, young meant thirties. By 1960,
2: Vermont's legislature was moving away from its small town roots. It was meeting every year. And for the first time in a century, some Democrats were being elected. In the early sixties though, the invisible forces of change took on a collective face in a group of youthful representatives who came to be called the Young Turks. This group, which consisted of moderate Republicans and a few Democrats, included several people with political savvy and connections. Franklin Billings Jr. and Ernest Gibson III were both sons of governors. Richard Mallory was the son of Senator Gertrude Mallory. Sanborn Partridge was the son of the president of the Vermont Marble Company, John Downs was a lawyer and chair of the State Platform Committee, and Democrat Phil Hoff was a lawyer and the sole representative of the city of Burlington. We were the youngest people in the legislature, by far. I can remember one day when you sat on the House floor, one of those tedious, nonsensical debates, and I thought, well, it'd be interesting to take a look at the average age, I discovered
1: that the average age of the
2: legislature was over 70.
1: And here all of us were, uh, well, around 40, uh, some of us less. When we went to the legislature in 1961, it was really dominated by right-wing Republicans. There were uh, 11 of us who were young, a number of us lawyers. Uh, and this is where Phil Hoff started his career, that uh, were elected, and the other people were not given anything uh, as far as decent committee assignments because it was being run by really uh, much older people who had been there, and and uh, so we would um, meet after the sessions, and it's first started as a social thing, and then we got very serious, and we'd meet and discuss legislation and decide who was going to speak and when, It just happenstance, but we all sat in different places all over the House. And so the media and the legislature, when we'd get up and speak on certain issues, Uh, They didn't realize that it was all orchestrated until later in the session when I guess the media nicknamed us the Young Turks. The gang that the newspapers tagged as the Young Turks were 11. One of them had been there the year before,
2: but 10 of them were freshman legislators. And we used to get together, I think it was Thursday evenings or after 5 o'clock, and our house rule was no drinks for the first hour. (laughs) And we traded information about the committees on which we served. I think we were windows into something like 17 committees out of 20 maybe, so we could clue each other on what was coming up. It was simply a felt need to learn that we were working on.
1: We decided that we were going to make our real pitch, Thing by which we'd be remembered by supporting a bill that would separate the right to vote from the poll tax the way the law was if you didn't pay a poll tax you couldn't vote so we prepared carefully we had several speeches that uh, we made the legislature listened with great interest you could tell so when the vote was taken there were 13 votes for our position out of 267 so that was a very sobering experience but a very good one Bill Billings, because
3: he had uh, been around the legislature as as Secretary of the Senate, uh, was much better known than than most of the rest of us. Bill was made Chairman of the Judiciary Committee in his freshman year uh, in the legislature because he was well-known and because he had been a candidate for the judgeship before. And uh, Dalton Mann uh, was a second-termer, or sophomore, and he was also a committee chairman. He was chairman of the Banking and Corporations Committee. Phil Hoff, because he was uh, young and articulate and the representative from Burlington, uh, was much more visible and got a lot of press in the free press and others. But the rest of us were mostly faceless freshmen. But because of our relationship with Bill and with Phil and because of I guess, who we are and the skills that we brought, we were in a position to undertake leadership roles in, in the next session.
2: Those leadership roles would soon prove decisive.
3: In 1963, uh, Phil Hoff was inaugurated governor. Bill Billings was elected speaker, and he appointed as committee chairs a significant number of the Young Turks. I was chairman of Appropriations Committee. John Downs was chairman of Ways and Means Committee, and Tony Farrell was vice chairman. Ernest Gibson was chairman of the Judiciary Committee, and Stanton Lazarus was chairman of the State and Court Expenses Committee, and Dalton Mann was chairman of the Bank and Corporations Committee, and Sanborn Partridge was chairman of the Education Committee, and Byron Hawthorne was chairman of the Municipal Corporations Committee.
2: Vermont was also starting to learn politics from Washington. Franklin Billings followed the example of a
1: U.S. Speaker of the House. I was elected Speaker. And uh, having read Tip O'Neill's books and seeing what Tip O'Neill had done in the Congress, I removed almost all of the chairmen and uh, replaced them with the young Turks. And at that point, we had a working majority of younger people there, uh, people that were looking forward and, and trying to move the state. And we did a lot of progressive legislation. That's, for example, where we repealed capital punishment We repealed the poll tax finally. There were a lot of urban renewal bonds issued, which was a new field particularly, and there was a great deal of legislation dealing with development of the state for tourism, for business and so forth. And there was, uh, for the first time, organized funding and trying to get equalization of education for the state. So there was just a lot of progressive legislation that was introduced and a great deal of it passed. In essence, virtually all of the members of the
3: 11-member Young Turks, were either chairs or vice-chairs of the committees or the speaker. And so that particular group essentially took the dominant leadership role in the legislature.
2: We heard the voices of Franklin Billings, Philip Hoff, Sanborn Partridge, John Downs, and Richard Mallory, all are former members of the Vermont Legislature. The interviews were sponsored by the Snelling Center for Government. This series was produced by the Vermont Folklife Center of Middlebury by Bob Merrill and Jane Beck. Funding for this series was provided by the Vermont Community Foundation and the Wyndham Foundation. I'm Greg Shero.